What's going on, everyone? Late start to this week's episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast, but welcome back. Man, it's been a fucking crazy week. I'm going to be rocking solo this week. I started an episode, hence why we are... You guys are getting this one late. I started an episode. It was so wild that it requires a part two, and I need it to all be one before I upload it to you guys. I hope that makes sense. Um, This week, I'm running solo, though. I'm going to kind of catch you guys up on everything that's going on right now in the world, in my life. Shit's fucking lit, fam. Let's get into the fucking episode. So I got a good friend that I work with. Um, He's an older gentleman, and I'm not going to put his name out there, but he is from Russia. Um, And I don't mean like he was born there and then came to the United States. Like, no, this dude is shit. He's old enough to be my grandpa. And he came here after he was let go from the... uh, He was an officer um, of a group, and there was a mass layoff. I think 200,000 officers uh, were let go from this group, and they had a few options. They'd either get into Russian crime, the Russian mafia. Uh, They would go and they would try to become professional fighters, coaches, things like that, or they would just take their luck and, and try to make an honest living, but because of the group that they were a part of, um, doing an insider Russia wasn't the easiest. So a lot of them came to the United States, went to other countries. Let's just say that they didn't all come to the United States, but I had the honor of meeting this man and where he's at in life now. And he's got some fucking stories to tell. And I'm, I've, I've tried to convince him to come on here uh, and his sons have actually tried to convince him to make a, write a book because he's got so many crazy stories from when he was growing up and and honestly into his adult life too. I mean, he's just got a wild ride of a life and still, you know, smiles through it all, keeps happy through it all. Um, You know, when Habib Nurmagomedov was getting ready to fight um, just what last month, two months ago, I had a lot of questions for him just in pertaining to like Russian culture and how it is that they just breed these badass, these badass people, uh, badass weapons. Everything about Russia is just metal as fuck. Metal AF, Russian AF. So, you know, it just got me like questioning like, hey, like, like, what is it from like young ages? You guys are little badasses. And he, you know, proceeds to tell me. Um, you know, that at a young age, all sports are free. And by all sports, I mean, all of them are free when you are a kid, no matter what section you live in, in Russia, you know, no matter what class you're from, sports are free. So they kind of get to find what they like to do and do it with no money. Isn't the issue. So if there's something you want to do, archery, you can do that. If you want to be a wrestler, you can do that. You can do whatever you want, and it's free. So they kind of get to experiment and try different things. And for him, he was really good with you know boxing. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was a world like a junior world champion in boxing. Um, badass wrestler, uh, just a, a overall badass motherfucker. Loved loved being active. Loved playing sports, uh, but was a troublemaker. 
So he was telling me stories just like about his childhood. And he starts telling me about the time where he had a uh, organized basically a gang of children to run the pockets of all the classmates every day. So lunch money, packed lunches, anything, anything that he, that they wanted and the other people had, he was taking it. And he had this big brute motherfucker, some big ass boy. He said he was like six, four and just a kid. So he would use him like, you know, just to like do shit. But he also could bang with his hands too. So like they were just a badass little group of kids. So one day, I guess the, the class decided to revolt against him. Uh, two of his main guys were sick. One was one was not in school. The other one was sick and they start passing around notes. Well, eventually they end up circling around him at lunch or recess or something and they beat the shit out of him he said they fucked him up the girls the guys he was joking he's like i think the teacher even stepped in and threw a few punches at one point but like they beat him up he goes home tells his dad well his, he didn't tell his dad he goes home his dad sees him like what the fuck is this he's like the kids at school they beat me up He's like, oh, shit. So the dad goes in there and is like, why you guys do this to my son? Like, can't you all just get along? Well, they end up fucking telling him how how bad he is. And he got his ass whooped. He said that wasn't even the half of it, though. Like, he used to organize um, groups like to to play hooky. You know, he didn't go to school one time for like he said, like three months and would just like be in the woods and like, dude, it was just crazy. I'm like, dude, how the fuck do y'all do this? Anyway, you know, he goes on into life and makes, you know, a, a good life for himself um, at that time. You know, so he goes into the military, learns, you know, lots of things, becomes, joins a special um, ops, basically a special ops in the military for them. And their last course of training would be to jump out of a helicopter in the middle of the jungle or in the forest. And Russia, like, you, you're talking serious wildlife that'll fuck you up. All they have is a knife, a few canned goods, a, a water for just like a day, and uh, like a satellite that'll take them to the final point. And he said, like, it is no thing for people to, like, get hurt, killed, go missing and never be found out there. Like, it's it's very common. Uh, but after, you know, you make it, you're good. And he's seen a lot of crazy things. He said Iraq was terrible. Um, just people being slaughtered. Like, he's just like, war isn't nothing to fuck with. It's serious no matter what. But his, his worldview is just so crazy now from the things he's seen, from the good, the bad, the fucked up. He is an amazing dude. And I, I got to find a way to get him on the fucking show. One way or another, I'm going to do it. So if you guys want to see him, comment down below and say, we want the Russian. Obviously, I'll know what that means. If I can get a decent enough following to request a crazy fucking episode by him. I'll make it happen. I'm sure he will too. Awesome dude. Just good time. Funny as hell. Um, you know, not like hard to understand. I, I think you guys will understand what he's saying. Um, and if not, like I'll make sure that I reiterate everything. Um, 
awesome, you know. So definitely something that I want I want to have uh, moving forward with this season and with this podcast. So I might have to strong arm him a little bit. So I hope you guys help me out with that. Let's keep things going. So I don't know if you guys watched the Tyson Jones fight, um, but holy shit, was that a night of major major letdowns let's just start with the uh co-main event jake paul versus nate robinson i guess hey hats off to mr jake paul because he came and did what he was gonna do i didn't think that he was taking that fight i think i just gave nate robinson a little bit too much credit for being a athlete like at heart you know uh but jake paul put his ass to sleep and honestly debatably knocked him out in the first round so i don't know you know like that was not what i was expecting at all all the clinching that nate robinson was doing you could just tell even his offense was terrible you can you saw in that fight who was training for real and who wasn't anyone can show up to the gym six days a week and 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 work out but to train to kill is a totally different thing. And Jake Paul performed that. What I will say, though, is that Jake Paul was talking about a, you know, a fucking laundry list of people that want to fight him next. Ben Askren from the UFC. He says Conor McGregor and him will fight. Maybe not next fight, but it will happen. Let's just be clear. That could be the dumbest thing he might have ever done in his life. But here's what I, I've heard is the, you know, the thought behind it is that all these people are tuning in to want to see him get knocked out, that it's only all it's doing is signing him a paycheck. It's getting him paid, you know, so, you know, get a few fights in, get a real big ticket fight against Conor McGregor. You know, they're both getting paid. Conor McGregor's a shit talker. Jake Paul, for the most part, seems like he's. He knows how to play the politics, so he will talk that shit enough. Um, and he's good at painting pictures, you know. That's kind of what he's done throughout his career. You know, and he's not really, you wouldn't say he's successful in just one thing. He's kind of branched out and done all kinds of different shit. So for him to take on this new persona, I'm not surprised at all. And honestly, I don't even hate on him for that reason. Um, but I do want to see, you know, I would love to watch Conor McGregor fuck his day up. Um, and I really, uh, I can actually say with confidence that he will not be Conor McGregor. If he does, holy shit, Dana White, sign this boy. Let's get him a UFC contract, two fights, then a title fight, because this man is going places. If he puts down Conor McGregor, I don't care if it's just the fighter's chance. I need to see a UFC contract or a boxing title shot. I need I need to see one or the other. Enough about that bullshit, because that fight was just bullshit. Let's go to the Tyson-Jones fight. Mike Tyson, finally back. First fight since 2005. Jones Jr. fought last, I believe, in 2018. If not 18, then 17. Mike Tyson came out debatably looking just as good as he did when he left physically mentally spiritually spiritually he's back better than he ever has been 
A very humble, goofy, and calm man I saw that night. Jones Jr., on the other hand, tired, sloppy, poor execution, lots of clinching. I mean, that was, uh, you could tell that Mike Tyson said, the gods of war have called upon me again and I am back. Jones Jr. said, none of that. <laughs> Let's just be honest. He said, none of that. Nothing about that fight made me get hype at all for Jones Jr. He tried to go off on like some David and Goliath. I got God in my corner shit, but I didn't see any of it. Mike Tyson was throwing some pretty good combos, working the body, going up top as much as like they would let him. Um, but overall, round after round, wasn't gassed in the corner. You could tell that bell would ring. He wanted to go. He wanted to keep going. Every round, he was staring him down, letting Jones Jr. walk to his corner before he moved. You know, so I don't know. You know, I it's good because Tyson came straight out after the fight and said, like, you, you, you haven't seen the last of me. I'm going to keep doing this. Maybe let's go somewhere else where the, you know, the rules aren't as, as strict and I'll really, I'll really get to going. But they they declared it a draw, which was kind of some bullshit. I just think that they had it set up because it was a Legends match, an exhibition fight. They wanted it to be a draw so that neither of these guys had a loss. Uh, And Mike Tyson was just, you know, when they asked him his opinion, they let him speak first. But he was like, you know, I think I did what it took, but I'm not mad. They let Jones talk, and he, he, he had the audacity to say, I really thought that I worked him well enough from the outside to have taken that. Boy, if you don't, get your ass out of here. You thought you did what? Bro, you maybe threw a total of three combinations. And yeah, they landed. But for what, dude? For what? You were clinching round after round, all round. Running when he would finally let off those body shot pops. I mean, dude, that was sorry. That was a sorry excuse. If you were tired, just say that then, bruh. And let him fucking hit you with a little two-piece and go the fuck down. You know you're getting paid, so just fucking go down. Instead, you got a draw and you out here acting like you should have won, looking stupid. I hope you feel ashamed of yourself. I mean, that was insane to me. All I'm going to say is Mike Tyson is back. Don't be surprised if some young buck comes out the woodworks and says some stupid shit to him and he ends up fucking knocking him out. Because I'm telling you, Mike Tyson is about it. He's about it then, he's about it now. He might be cool, calm, and collected, but that motherfucker's gonna bang. When it comes time, when it comes time to bang, he's, he's fucking throwing them ones. Let's keep the episode going. So there's some stories that I choose to remember. And there's some that I choose to forget. And one that I have chose to forget was the first time that I lost my virginity. Um, And it only stemmed back up into my mind due to a conversation at work that I overheard and then chimed in and boom, it hit me like a fucking wave. Um, Let's talk about this, you know. Um... Uh, very young, you're very curious from a young age, that's for sure. And I don't know how to say this. So 
I'm just going to try to clear my mind and just talk about it. Um, and before we, I get into it, trust me, I'm not, no bad shit happened. I'm just, it's, it's awkward. It's so cringy. I just try to forget about it. Uh, but very curious. Um, I was basically okay with everything, but taking it to that, to that level, you know, cause after that, there ain't really much else. You know, when you're that young, there ain't much else after that. And it, honestly, still to this day, there ain't much else other than that, you know, but, uh, the opportunity had presented itself and it presented itself in a fucking ugly way, you know, and, and I had a night out with the boys where we're drinking, we're, we're doing a little partying, getting a little sauced. And I get that, that late night text that what you doing and this back on the flip phone day. So I pal that motherfucker open nothing. How about you? Nothing with my friend. Want to hang out? Sure. What you want to do? She said. I don't care what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, this is that awkward age in life, you know? So I'm like, all right, well, we'll just come over. So they get there. And of course, it takes them forever to get there because we kids, we don't even have no car, you know? I mean, some of our friends were driving, but I, we weren't. So they finally get there. Boom. Everyone has fallen asleep at this point. It took forever. I think they fucking walk, to be honest. So everyone's falling asleep. I don't even know what to do now. Cause like, now what? Like y'all just got here and now y'all don't have anything to do. So like, I remember being at my homeboy's house. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with them? And he's like, I don't know. Just go hang out in that one room. I'm like, okay. I'd never been in this room before. I opened the door, bro. There ain't nothing in the room. The fucking, it looked like a room that was like packed to be ready to move. But these motherfuckers was living in the house. Well, one room was packed up like it was ready to go. Like I'm talking like the bed, the box spring, and the mattresses were like sitting on its on its head up against the wall. Uh, like boxes everywhere. It was like weird. It was like the one room they never unpacked. And there was a fucking full ass bed in there. It was so strange. So I'm like, I mean, like I guess we'll just hang out in here. So like I put the bed down. And I'm like, I guess you guys just like sit on this thing. And like, I go to turn on the light. The light won't even turn on. I'm like, what the fuck? So we're just sitting there in the dark. The friend falls asleep. So one thing leads to another. I'm like, oh shit. Now what? Well, the only, about the only thing I know about sex is you're supposed to wear condoms. Because if not, you might die. Or you're going to be on MTV for 13 and pregnant because that's basically what would have happened. So I got to like, then I got to creep in there and like ask my friend for a condom. And then I don't even know how to use it, what to do with it. I, I guess I expected him to be, to tell me no. When I knocked on the door, I said, Hey, you got a condom? This motherfucker, I think he had it in his pocket. I mean, he didn't even close the door. He didn't even walk away from me. He just, I asked him, he he put it out, put it in my hand, pow. Now I'm just holding this little thing in my hand, this little plastic piece. And I can feel something anytime I move it in my hand, just kind of sliding and slipping around in there. And it's kind of grossing me out for real. I ain't never seen a condom before this. I don't know. You know, so I'm like, okay. 
So then I go into the bathroom before I go back into the room. I got to look at this thing, see if there's instructions, something. This is before smartphones, so I can't just YouTube how to use a condom, you know? So I look at it. I open it up. I'm, I finally pull it out. I touch it. I think I slipped and fell in the sink. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? So I, um, I figure out how to use it. And I'm, I'm almost positive I put that motherfucker on and just walked in the room with it on. Like, pants still on, but, like, I put it on and pulled my pants back up and walked in that bitch with the motherfucker on. And I remember, like, just being grossed out by it. Like, it was slimy. It fucking smelled weird. And then it happened. And it wasn't, like, a beautiful thing. It wasn't nothing that I loved. It was kind of, it was dirty. It was like I knew I was doing something dirty. So it it came and went really fast. And I just remember afterwards just kind of sitting there. And I still had the thing on. I just didn't know what to do. I was just sitting there. So I'm like, um, ooh, you guys hungry? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm going to go take a shower. So I remember getting in the shower and finally, I, you know what? I did keep it on because when I got in the shower, I then I took it off. And I remember just sitting there and just that that smell of latex just grossing me the fuck out what i did i just felt grossed out by myself i just remember crying in the shower you know just crying bro and i don't even know what like fucking neo or chris brown song was big at the time one of them heartbreak songs but i put it on and just cried in the shower you know found the ipod nano found the one song that would just hit and I sat there and cried in the shower about 12 midnight. You know, I'm in the shower at midnight crying. Just lost my virginity. I'm crying. You know, and, and that's that's it, bro. You know, that's the reality of my situation. You know, and, and I'd say about a year or two later, you know, I had a girlfriend and, you know, I you know, for the most part, like I consider that my my real first time. But it wasn't, you know, like the I can't just ignore that the real first time was just not what I thought it was going to be. And that's OK. You know, but hey, you know, what are you going to do? There ain't much you can change about it. And honestly, once I got older, it shit, come on now. I was I was just afraid. I remember when I was crying the day after I woke up still feeling weird, feeling a little dirty. I remember I cried again the next morning because I thought I thought I was gay. I thought there was something wrong with me for not enjoying what just happened, you know. And it, the reality is, is that I was just too young. I had no business doing what I did at that age. You know, they, that's why they say like that's some grown folk shit. You, I should. I realistically, I should have waited. You know, I was just curious. I think, you know, it was both, it was consensual. So we just, we just did it, you know, and whatever. Um, very, very strange, very strange time. That's for fucking damn sure. Um, and no, I, you know, I, I ended up realizing that I was in fact not gay. Uh, I did not have to, to, to try that one out. You know, it only took me. I'd say about 
24 hours after to realize once I got, you know, turned on by watching, you know, whoever came on TV showing a little bit of, you know, cleavage. Watch that thing jump up on you. Realize, yeah, hey, I'm not gay. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I ain't gay. You know, see some fine shorty on the on the TV, run to the bathroom, turn the sink on. You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing in there, don't you? With your little dirty ass. You know, but hey, you know, if y'all got a y'all got a funny, funny story on on the first time y'all had, you know, sex or just a, a funny time in general of having sex, let me know. Maybe, uh, you know, I've been really considering maybe doing like a call line. A lot of podcasts I listen to have a call line where you could just call in, kind of leave a message, you know, either do a shout out or, you know, tell a story or ask my opinion. I'm really been considering doing that. And if that's something that y'all might like to see, let me know. Um, and if you guys enjoyed that story, comment hashtag virgin tears. You know, if that's something y'all enjoyed, y'all like that story, comment virgin tears down below. Just remind me y'all there with me spiritually. Y'all there supporting me and supporting a, a you know, a 13 year old T through a hard and trying time. Now, look, fellas, uh, I don't want to hold y'all too late. You know, I'm I know I'm up uploading late in the week Um and, you know, that's that's more so on my um, bad time management. You know, I'm trying to juggle so many different things, uh, work, the podcast, you know, my my free time outside of the podcast, uh, family, raising my daughter, Christmas shopping. There's just so much shit going on right now. Um, you know, I got a banger episode coming next week. And I think y'all are really going to enjoy that. I actually got a good buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Chris Josephitis. And this gentleman um, uh, t- turned street hustler into a um, member of a traveling carnival. And fuck, he's got some stories to tell. You know, the traveling carnival ain't no hoe. You know, I call them carnies. He don't like being called that. And honestly, if you had seen this dude, if you see his, him in person, he is not what you expect uh, when you think of someone who works at a carnival. So he kind of disrupts the stereotype of what you might think a carny is. And I think that's kind of cool, you know, but but it don't mean that he didn't live the lifestyle. So he damn well knows some of the fuckery that goes on inside the carnival, you know, them carnival nights. Them, them summer nights you feel me so you know that's what we're gonna have for you next week i did start the episode this week so don't think that i've just been sitting on my ass drop you guys this little 30 minute podcast and think that that shit gonna slide you know i'm already an hour into this episode y'all gonna get next week um and and yeah man you know we're gonna keep rocking the rocking the boat getting shit going once again i love you guys Thank you for all the support. I hope you guys enjoyed this quick episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast, and we'll catch you next week.